sharing our faith and passion for the Lord Jesus Christ with others is a desire of Zion Christian Fellowship. Our prayer is that this message will have a lasting impact on your life and draw you closer to the Lord Jesus Christ. This message is not copyrighted. You are free to make copies for friends and neighbors. We only ask that you copy it in its entirety without alterations or changes. Now unto the King Eternal, Immortal, Invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Good morning. Welcome each one to the service this morning. Thank you for coming out and joining us today. God is good. That was a beautiful time of worship together. That one song, the second to the last one, stood out to me. Um, But I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able. And... Yeah, that, that thought that uh, sorry. Just just a thought that he is able. God is able. And I trust we can take comfort in that. Um, <clears throat> are we persuaded that God is able? Um, you know, we all are at different places in our lives. Um, you know, life is real. We have temptations um, we have trials, we have struggles, we have difficulties. Um, but we have a God who is able. And that, that just blesses me, <clears throat> encourages my heart. So this morning, that kind of goes along with what I want to share. And I want it to be, a, I guess, a, just a... Um, it's a meditation, I guess, but just a, a message of encouragement and hope. Um, just to encourage our hearts to look to Christ, um, no matter what we're facing. God is there. And there was this, I guess I should back up, two, two weeks ago, I think it was two or three weeks ago, we were up in Wisconsin, and uh, there was a message, the opening message there, um, I think his name was Merle. Merle Martin, which is Vernon's brother, he had an opening there, and he he preached out of um, James uh, about the verse where he says, "But he giveth more grace," and that just really stood out to me. I was really appreciated his thoughts on all that, and it was kind of going through my mind here the last little while. But he giveth more grace. Um, it's not like. You know, we think of grace. God's grace is there. We all know that. But sometimes, you know, we might wonder, is his grace enough for us, for what we're facing? Um, but he says he has more grace. There's more, more than enough, more than what we need. He has it all, all the grace we need to be able to, uh, to live this life, to be victorious. Um, so I, I kind of had my mind on that, and then this past week I came across a song that was uh, <clears throat> written back in the 1800s, 
It's a hymn. And uh, it really stood out to me. And so I, I looked it up and kind of looked into the history of it a little bit and who wrote it. And I'd kind of like to uh, base this off of that. Just draw some thoughts out of it. Um, so I'd like to go ahead and read, read the, uh, just kind of the, the history of this song, first of all. Then, I'm a, then I'll go into it and read it so you all can hear it. And then uh, we'll go through it and draw some thoughts out of it. So, Are you facing struggles as a Christian? Do you feel weak? Do dangers abound? Do you face temptations and troubles of various kinds? Is your life full of despair, and do you constantly feel sad? If so, keep on believing. Jesus is near. That's the title I like to give, is Keep on Believing. Jesus is near. There's nothing to fear. This was the thought expressed by Lucy Booth, the daughter of William Booth, the founder of the Salvation Army. In her teens, Lucy developed some kind of serious lung infection, and those were the days before drugs to treat such things, and it was a great worry, especially to her mother. The doctor had been summoned to their home. It was an anxious time, but Lucy was determined to keep trusting God, trusting in God. While the doctor was speaking to her mother, Lucy, Lucy went to the piano and apparently created the tune for this hymn. She also worked on the writing of the words. It was the first song she had ever written. So I believe she was, she was a teenager when she wrote this. Later, Commissioner Mildred Duff helped her with the rhyming of the words, but Lucy Booth says, The thoughts contained in them was quite my own and sprung from the incident of her illness. In October 1894, Lucy married Salvation Army Colonel, Colonial, I'm not sure how to say that, Emmanuel Helberg. As was the custom of the Booth family in those days, they took a hyphenated last name, Booth Helberg. They went on to have five children. The Booth Helbergs were appointed to France and Switzerland and ministered in India for a time. After the death of her husband in 1909, Lucy became the ter- territorial commander for the army for Denmark, Norway, and South America. In 1933, Lucy Booth was given the Salvation Army's most prestigious award, the Order of the Founder, for long and exceptional service under peculiarly difficult circumstances, together with her readiness at all times to answer the call of duty. So I'd like to go into the hymn here. And uh, y'all can listen as I read. Um, it'd be nice if y'all could have it so you can look at it, but uh, hopefully you can retain what it says here. <clears throat> so it says, um, there's four verses. The first verse is, When you feel weakest, dangers surround. Subtle temptations, troubles abound. Nothing seems hopeful, nothing seems glad. All is despairing, everything's sad. Then the refrain is, keep on believing, Jesus is near. Keep on believing, there's nothing to fear. Keep on believing, this is the way. Faith in the night as well as the day. And then we go into the second verse. It says, if all were easy, if all were bright, where would the cross be and where the fight? But in the hardness, God gives to you chances of proving that you are true. And then it goes through the refrain again. I'll I'll read it again. Keep on believing Jesus is near. Keep on believing there's nothing to fear. Keep on believing this is the way, faith in the night as well as the day. Verse 3, God is your wisdom. 
God is your might. God's ever near you, guiding aright. He understands you, knows all you need. Trusting in him, you'll surely succeed. Then verse 4, let us press on then, never despair. Live above feeling, victory's there. Jesus can keep us so near to him that never more our faith shall grow dim. So as I looked over that, that um, song, it was, it was encouraging to me. And I appreciated how, how it starts out and how it ends. And also some of those uh, verse 2 and 3. And if we look at the first verse, it kind of gives a, a feeling of sadness, a little bit of despair. Um, and I'm sure we all understand, you know, in this first verse, um, we feel weak. Sometimes we feel weak. Dangers surround, uh, subtle temptations, and troubles abound. Nothing seems hopeful, and nothing seems glad. All is despairing, and everything is sad. And I'm sure we all could attest to that. Um, I know I can, even, you know, just this past week. But we go into the second verse, and it poses a question. So, if all were easy, and if all were bright, where would the cross be and where the fight? But in the hardness, God gives to you chances of proving that you are true. So if we think about it, if it were all easy, if the sun was always shining, um, then where would the cross be and where would be the fight? And if, and if we think about that, you know, we read in the Bible that the Christian life is a fight. And God wants us to be a, a soldier of Jesus Christ. And, and there's a reason. There's a reason, I believe, that God designed it that way. Um, and... And if we go to Job 23, we all know about Job. He experienced a lot of things, way more difficulties than probably any of us combined. Um, But he says in in Job 23, verse 10, But he knoweth the way that I take. When he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. God knows the way we take. And he wants to prove us and try us so we can come forth as something more beautiful than before. So let's keep that in mind. <clears throat> you know, sometimes we wish that everything was just always, the sun was always shining, you know, things were easy, things would just sail along. But we know that's not the case, and there's a reason God has done that. And then we go to the third verse of this song, <clears throat> and... It brings us back to God. You know, sometimes, I know in my life, um, I might experience difficult things or or temptations or struggles, and sometimes you might have this question, you know, am am I the only one that is struggling with this? You know, why is it me? Um, Does anyone else have this same temptation or this same struggle? Um, Is something wrong with me? You know, am I not doing something right. You know, we all desire to be a Christian. We desire to live above our feelings and above our our struggles. And I would just like to say that, you know, you are normal, if that's the case. Um, We don't want to, you know, put ourselves into despair. 
Um, there's the verse that says, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. Um, basically saying that every temptation you have, um, it's common to man. Every, I mean, there's others in the same situation, and you're not the only one. <clears throat> so, with all that, in verse 3, um, let's turn our eyes to Jesus. God is God. Let's get our eyes on Him and understand from Him. And also, it, it says here, God is your might. It doesn't, it doesn't just kind of give the general sense of, or there's a couple of different things here. God is your wisdom. God is your might. I liked how it was your. Um, it's a personal, personal touch. It's not just a general, like, our might, like sometimes we say. But God is your might. God is, is your wisdom. He's a personal God. And, and let's, um, let's understand that. <clears throat> he wants to be our Father, our personal, personal Father to us. So I'd like to go through some of these things in verse 3 and just draw out some verses. I'll be reading some verses here just to, uh, I guess, to expound on some of these thoughts here. First of all, God is your wisdom. And we have the, the living word of God, the Bible, that is full of wisdom. It's where we can go to, to be encouraged, um, to understand God. In James 1, verse 5, it says, If any of you lack wisdom... Let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Proverbs 2, 6. For the Lord giveth wisdom, out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. And if you're like me, you have, you know, probably every day I, you come up against something that you just, you feel like, I need more wisdom. I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to work with this situation or you know, for us as young parents with, you know, child training or we have children, you know, things come up and you're like, I need wisdom. This is not looking good or whatever. And let's turn to Christ because he does have what we need. It says, if you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. And then we go to uh, God is your strength. And I was just encouraged, I guess, uh, looking for verses in the Bible that pertain to, to especially this one, that God is your strength. There were so many of them, and I picked out some here. Uh, Isaiah 41.10, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Isaiah 40:31 But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings as eagles they shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint Psalm 73:26 My flesh and my heart faileth but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever Isaiah 40 verse 29 He giveth power to the faint and to them that have no might he increaseth strength Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Psalms 18.1-2, I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my strength, in whom I will trust. My buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. 
Psalms 59:16. But I will sing of thy power, yea, I will sing aloud of thy mercy in the morning, for thou hast been my defense and refuge in the day of my trouble. Jeremiah 32:17. Ah, Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power and stretched out arm, and there is nothing too hard for thee. Can we take those verses and believe them? There is nothing too hard for thee. So the next one is God is near us. In Psalms 139, 7 to 10, Whither shall I go from thy spirit, or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hands lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. Psalms 145.18 The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him, to all that call upon him in truth. Psalms 34.18 The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. God is near. He is near to us says, thy right hand shall hold me. There's something about a right hand. You know, if, if you need, there's not, there's some that are left-handed, but, you know, the right hand is the stronger arm, usually. And if you're stuck, someone extends their right hand to you and helps you out. You know, there's something um, special about that. It says, thy right hand shall hold me. God understands you. <clears throat> that is the, um, the last part there of, of verse 3 in the song. Now, I'd like to read this little story here <clears throat> to kind of bring a point out. In the early days of the automobile, a Model T Ford stalled in the middle of the road. The driver couldn't get it started no matter how hard he cranked or what adjustments he tried to make. Just then, a limousine pulled up behind him, and a wiry, energetic man stepped out from the back seat and offered his assistance. After looking under the hood and tinkering with something for a few moments, the stranger said, Now try it. Immediately, the engine leaped to life and purred like a kitten. Extending his hand to the driver, the well-dressed man identified himself as Henry Ford. I designed and built these cars, he said, so I know what to do when something goes wrong. So that, that really... stood out to me if we put ourselves as that car and God as the one who designed it we could put in you know Henry Ford was the one that designed that car and and it's obvious if you think about it you know he knew that thing inside and out because he made it and he knew exactly what was wrong when it quit working and I guess just the thought of God God made us and he knows when we have a problem, he knows what to do. Let's go to him and ask him. I'd like to read Psalms 139 in relation to this point. Y'all could turn there if you want. <clears throat> I think I'll read the, the whole chapter. <clears throat> And just as we read through it, um, think of it as God 
knows me. He understands me. He created me. And he knows what I need. It says, O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down-sitting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou compassest my path and my lying down, and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before, and laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, it is high. I cannot attain unto it. Whither shall I go from thy spirit, or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, Surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret, and curiously wrought in the lowest parts parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect, and in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned when as yet there was none of them. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. Maybe we'll stop there. <clears throat> There's a lot in this chapter here, but one, one thing that stood out to me is where he says, Before we were... I think it says it here. I'm not sure why I was thinking this, but as far as before we were formed in the womb, God, God knew us. I'm not quite laying my eyes on it here, but um, it says, Thine eyes did see my substance. And I don't know, just thinking about that, how before we were created, that's, you know, before we were formed, we were a, a substance, I guess. I'm not sure how God does all that. But he saw this substance of clay or dust or whatever it was and he saw you he saw Jonathan or saw Michael and he decided that he's going to make this person this there's a verse that talks about how he knows us by our name and you know just the thought of how personal he is he created us and he thought he thought this whole thing through before he even made you and you know that that should do something to us um and should draw us to god because he he um he knows us inside and out and his thoughts are toward us and he wants us to be able to succeed and to uh to know him to have a relationship with him and then we have Trusting in him, you'll surely succeed. And that's very true. If we put our trust in him, we will succeed. Put our trust in God. That's the only way we can succeed in life. And I'd like to turn to Romans chapter 8, 12 through 14. 
towards the end of the chapter and read a few verses there. Just to encourage our hearts. Um, Verse 28 to 39, it says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own Son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sakes we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I think this is one of my favorite portions of scripture right here. Um, Just the thought of there is nothing that can separate us from Christ. He covers it all in these last two verses, <clears throat> nor height, nor depth, nothing, everything in between. There is nothing that can separate us from the love of Christ. <clears throat> Keep on, uh, yeah, trusting in him, you'll surely succeed. And then the last verse again, this song, it says, Let us press on then, never despair, live above feeling, victory's there. Jesus can keep us so near to him that nevermore our faith shall grow dim. You know, there's a day coming when nevermore our faith shall grow dim. We will see Jesus and, and we will see him face to face. So I just encourage you with that. Keep on believing. <clears throat> faith in the night as well as the day. God is... God sees us here, he, he understands each one of us, and he wants us all to, to succeed. So may God bless you with that. <clears throat>